Hi, I'm Hugh. I'm a copywriter, zine maker, and aspiring inventor. Hi, I'm Martin. I'm an animator, zine maker, and aspiring inventor. Welcome to the Shark Dank Podcast. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Shark Dank podcast. Previous episode was of quite a while ago. It was a wishbone. It was a wishbone, yeah. Well, oh, there goes the illusion that we record and release these every week. No, I, I was sick last week. Yeah. But okay, I, I guess the cat's out the bag. <laughs> Meow. Ugh. Yeah, there, there's been maybe a month and a half gap between the wishbone and this episode. Uh, the the record breaking wishbone. Episode, the record. Which that's okay. That that's a, a collaboration. I, I wouldn't have got there without you. But basically, it's because I, I went on a little uh, transcontinental trip. I actually visited um, the business college that Deborah Meaden went to. Tell me more. Well, uh, tell the, I've I've heard this before. <laughs> breaking the illusion. <laughs> uh, tell the listeners more. Okay. Uh, I went to the college hoping. Well, to find Deborah Meaden, but those expectations weren't as high as hoping to find someone who would be like, yes, um, this is the front of desk uh, clerk at Brighton Business Technical College, and you're listening to the Shark Dank podcast. Which we're going to play now. <laughs> Sorry, it never happened. <laughs> I, I basically, I went, to, I went to the guy at the front, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from South Africa. I'm a big fan of Dragon's Den. Um. Apparently, this is where Deborah Meaden went to business school uh, when she was 16, like just showing off a bit. And he was like, yes, she is an ex-alumni. So then I was like, are there any photos or like like an auditorium named after her? Shrine. <laughs> yeah, a shrine. But he was like, you know, actually, um, she was here many, many years ago. And I don't think anyone who taught her is still here. And to be honest with you, I think the college was actually across the road and then moved here. And I was like, oh, I see. Well, this this might sound like quite a quite an odd request then, but um, uh, a friend and I are doing a podcast that's basically a parody of Dragon's Den, and I just wanted to ask if it'd be at all possible if you could do a promo for us. But then he was like, "Unfortunately, I can't do that." So I'm not sure if he would, if he said that because it wouldn't be authentic enough, or because he didn't care. <laughs> but <laughs> you didn't you didn't know how much of a big shot you are. You didn't have an yeah. official press pass around your neck. No, I did. I mean, I did have episodes that I cut of the show that I wanted to play him just so I let him know. Like, can you sit for 40 minutes and listen to this episode about this? This, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, a joke's on him. Um, and then I just want to, before we get to Rata, I just want to test out a new uh, feature. Uh, the Shark Dang podcast predicted it. Uh, basically, um, after recording Wishbone a month and a half ago, I just went on a little deep dive to see if there actually was a SoundCloud rapper or is a SoundCloud rapper uh, called Lil Joe. Little Joe um, being the character we invented for the reboot. Yes. Yeah. Who I was also talking to in the photo developer app episode. Oh, yes. Remember the tapestry? This, this guy's fleshed out. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I found this guy and he's literally fleshed out. He's a person who lives <laughs> in, in, in the States. And yeah, he's he's got a decent flow. He looks like either 14 or 15. Interestingly enough, no face tattoos yet. But I, I imagine... I'm gonna, I'm gonna poke a hole and, and, and <laughs> let you know that you, you can't predict a person that already exists. 
When when was the video uploaded? Maybe like a year, two years ago. He's probably out of high school now. He's probably like in business college. Or dropped out. <laughs> but basically, he probably like, has tattoos now. Yeah, for those who, like, yeah, I'm not going to play on my phone or anything, but this is, and I really appreciated the time he, he spent to la- to name his song. The song is called Lies Tell the Truth. Okay, beautiful paradox, okay. Uh, this is how he spelt it. Capital L, small I. Capital E, small S. Capital T, small E. Capital L, small L. Okay, and so on. So it's just big, small, big, small, big, um, small. I know you didn't want to, but I think we have to play like at least 10 seconds. Please, 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 please. Okay, cool. Uh, one second. Let me switch the Wi-Fi. Okay, well, just for the record, we're not doing this um, in post. This is live, yeah, raw, raw, raw into the mic. Can you see from there if I do big screen? Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he's rapping in front of like those those big you know fancy security estates in Nordhook, <laughs> uh, but I imagine it's somewhere like in I don't know in the Midwest. Anyway, here it goes. Did he dab? I thought I saw a dab. Maybe. Tell me that doesn't look like Nordhook. It's hard to tell if he's dabbing or not because you're holding it upside down. (laughs) He's in front of a BMW. All I want to do is chirp. Now he's in the driving seat. Okay, I've had enough. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Anyway, I did watch the whole video a few times and he keeps pointing to the G on his belt and it's not a Gucci G because as far as I know, that's two Gs. Yes. So I don't know if he's like... if he's The gap. (laughs) Gap belt? (laughs) Anyway, okay, so what uh, Shark Tank podcast predicted is that a thing, yes, no, or just a coincidence. Happenstance. Uh, do you have any other the Shark Tank podcast predicted it? I do. Yeah. Do you remember in the first episode I said I don't know if there's going to be a second season of Westworld? Well, that's not a prediction. Well, Westworld's airing right now. Season two. I imagine by the time we record the next episode in about a half, maybe <laughs> season three will be airing. <laughs> or do you want to predict that there will be a season three of Westworld? Okay. How about we just rename it the Shark Tank uh, coincidences? Shark Dank acknowledging things that exist in the real world that have already existed. <laughs> okay, sorted. Um, well, yeah, then moving on to Rata, uh, the Westworld stuff. Uh, I don't know if you want to go into the whole history of all the movies and the shows. What did you do wrong? I pointed out that you were wrong in thinking the Westworld that we have now is the first Westworld. But then the amount of research I did, I just can't be bothered. I've no, it's, it's so boring, that show. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, so there are more than one Westworld. Yeah, there's a movie, there's a sequel movie, and then there's Beyond Westworld. 1973 originally, yeah. No one who, cares. Who fucking cares? Anyway, actual errata, okay. Uh, all me. Uh, <laughs> what? No one from the ASAP mob started as a SoundCloud rapper, um, but I was right that none of them have dollar signs in their Instagram handles. Uh, the Pug Russell is real. 
Told you. But nasty. Yeah. Um, and obviously when I said tale between two cities, I obviously meant tale of two cities. But, you know, I was quite upfront about not reading much as a kid. Speaking of Wishbone and your anecdote from your childhood, you do also have another update. Yes. Hey. So this isn't technically errata, but... How shook were you on a scale of like one to five? At the two. Two, okay. <laughs> I forgot to mention that my, my neighbor, Matthew, who read all these books because of Wishbone, is now a writer. Where's the dog now? Heaven. Uh-oh. Anyway, that's a, that's that's a pr- proof is in the pudding. I'm sure you could have done a dog-related pun instead of the proof is in the pudding. The, the, the wolf is in the pudding. Perfect. Okay, Martin, are you ready to go into the shark tank? I've never been more ready. Hello, my name is Martin. People love watching series. Whether it be comedies, horrors, dramas, or reality shows, watching series is the best way to be entertained in modern life. Sadly, the mass proliferation of series and ease in which they can be accessed has led to people being less open to exposing themselves to series they are unfamiliar with, especially when it's recommended to them by close friends, family, trends, or hype. The 1980s marked the boom of the self-help market, with the production of subliminal self-help audio tapes that helped people cope with various psychological and physical problems from bad memory to low self-esteem to weight loss and even loneliness. Comprising of affirmations scored to relaxing music and nature sounds, these audio tapes worked through a placebo effect that made it seem like they subliminally targeted the listener's sensory stimuli below their threshold for conscious perception while they slept. Providing, of course, that the listener is open to being helped and listens to them for at least one month. I plan to combine all these things by creating a range of series recommender subliminal self-help audio tapes for every series that exists, which will have affirmations scored to relaxing music and nature sounds that people listen to while they sleep. After one month, my audio tapes will leave people feeling more open to expose themselves to the unfamiliar series because they will feel like they became more open completely on their own terms. Thank you. Are there any questions? So the the element about this idea with bringing back the subliminal tape part, obviously there was a time where this was popular, but due to people acknowledging the fact that it was a little bit of a scam, it sort of dipped out a bit. Uh, a placebo. Quick note: you you said a, a tape for every single series. Yes. Okay. I, I, I would just, yeah, I would be curious to, to see what kind of numbers we're working with okay, on that me level. Too. <laughs> so the, the thing that is quite interesting is obviously there is an enormous amount of content being made. There are way too many series to be watched and there is a sense of anxiety of being overwhelmed that I do relate to and I think there can be some interesting solutions to. Yeah, there's just too much stuff and it stops people from discovering good things. And I think the only way to discover these things is on your own terms. And this is where my, my audio tapes come in. I mean, the, the problem you're trying to solve is getting people to start watching shows they wouldn't necessarily watch 
but then are you making those choices for them or are they selecting the tapes themselves? Oh, they're, they're selecting. So the way that the tapes worked, and I'm doing quotations, which you can't see, um, was that it only works if people already want to, you know, improve their memory, be less anxious or quit smoking. So like they will subscribe to a mailing list uh, and go on my website. And what then would the website be called? Uh, Martin series recommender subliminal self help audio tapes dot org <laughs> dot biz <laughs> dot biz dot biz is the most legit uh, domain name. I think it shows that you 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 earn it to win it. Yeah, in it to win it. Okay. Dot biz. Uh, but basically, so you have to be open to begin with, otherwise the placebo thing doesn't work. So like maybe um, after like X amount of suggestions from friends, family, trends or hype, they will say, listen, I'm interested in watching The Wire. Can you send me tapes for The Wire? And then I will send them the version of The Wire that helps them be more open to watching The Wire. So like, it's not going to be like, hey, I want to watch a show that I care nothing about, like... Are you trying to think of a show that you don't care about? No, I'm just, I, I don't know. I guess that massive pause was just realizing this is going to get personal about the shows that I like and don't like, and I may come off as a certain type of person. But I mean, this, this, this audio tape service I'm doing is trying to help people like me who are quite close-minded to new experiences and sort of just watch Seinfeld on repeat and Simpsons on repeat and The Wire on repeat. Okay, so I'm going to take the question in a new direction. Is this service you're creating or want to create essentially just advertising? And if so, aren't people just sick of being told what to do and how to do it? And Yes, yeah, 100%. Basically, when I'm saying, Hugh, when are you going to watch The Kids in the Hall? That's me just burdening you with something. I'm basically advertising something but not making anything in return other than being able to make references that you'll understand. I do actually want to watch Kids in the Hall. It's so good, dude. It's really, How many really, series really are good. there? Um, I think there's six and then a movie. I've just finished season one and now I'm doing Futurama. So I'm taking a bit of a break so you can catch up. But it's 20 episodes the first season. Okay, so um, you're, you're, taking the one, you're taking the one period of the day that people aren't getting marketed at and you're fully in that entire space. Or at least how long is a cassette tape? Like 80 minutes, 40 yeah, minutes like 80, aside? Or? 80 minutes, yeah. So like you'll, you'll go to La La Land listening to it and then it'll just stop. How do you flip it halfway through? Or From what I remember, like it, when it gets to the end, it sometimes reverses and plays back. Depends on the cassette player. I know some cassette players can play both sides without you taking it out, but the, the entry-level ones, like a Walkman, you'd take it out, flip it, put it back yeah. in, and then you'd have to play it. Maybe to add to the business model, I can employ people to just sit by the bedside and then switch the tapes while they sleep. Um, but basically, yeah, so I guess you're right, it is advertising. And um, I, I don't really see a difference between the burden that people feel from advertising and the burden people feel from loved ones and so on to suggest things. So it is like that, but at least if you're doing it yourself while you're sleeping and then you're going to wake up convinced to watch The Wire, for instance, or Kids in the Hall in your case then, you know, it, it won't be as uh, obtrusive. Okay. You're doing this to yourself? For yourself. <laughs> um, you've established that you're going back into these subliminal tapes, which have 
in all fairness, been proven to be more or less a scam of sorts in terms of no one uses them anymore. But the logic would be that they've been gone for so long that they're due for a comeback. I don't know, maybe scam is quite a harsh word. I'd say placebo more. Mm. Uh, do you want to do a little bit of a deep dive into into the the background of like listening to cassette tapes while you sleep? Well, uh, I first came across uh, the the subliminal audio tape thing uh, on a season three Simpsons episode, but we don't have to go into details about that. Okay, shaking his head. Okay, um, so there's there's two things: there's subliminal and superliminal. So subliminal is like, you know, uh, the sensory stimulus below our conscious perception, and then superliminal is above. Uh, researchers did this study where they went to a liquor store and. They just played German music for a week, and then they found that German wine outsold French wine. And then for the next week, they just played French music for a week, and then they found that French wine outsold German wine. So that's like an example of us hearing, you know, something without really being aware of it, but it's it's telling us, buy French wine, live like Amelie type vibe. So that's an example of the superliminal stuff, which does sort of make sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the subliminal stuff. There's a lot more. Um, wishy-washy yeah it's a lot more wishy-washy and this is where it was basically exposed that there's this placebo effect and yeah there was a study called uh, the double blind test of subliminal self-help audio tapes uh, which was done in 1991 and basically the way this worked was 237 uh, participants were chosen who wanted to either increase their memory or um, boost their self-esteem and they were given tapes that were switched so no one knew what they were getting, but because they actively wanted to achieve one of those goals, they listened to these tapes for a month, which is what these companies advise. While, while they were sleeping. Yeah, while you're sleeping. Because basically, if you listen to it while you're awake, all you're going to hear are affirmations and nothing really to do with how to improve your memory and stuff, unlike in the Simpsons episode, which I'm not allowed to talk about. Uh, so they listened to it for a month, and they basically found out that everyone felt like their memory improved and uh, what was the other thing? Uh, self-confidence. Uh, yeah, self-esteem. And their self-esteem improved. So it basically showed that like, it was a placebo effect because the tapes were switched. And if you know, someone got a memory tape and they actually just listened to self-esteem, why would their memory improve, you know? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. So it's, <clears throat> it's, it's a case of wanting something to happen and then making it happen regardless of the input from the yeah. actual tapes. So you've you've driven home the fact that your product that you're pitching is full scam. <sighs> okay, let me just finish with the conclusion. Okay, so this is what they said. The findings showed clearly that subliminal audio tapes designed to improve memory and to increase self-esteem did not produce effects associated with subliminal content. Pending further double-blind research, and double-blind is just when you switch two tapes, you don't know people know, it seems that Sorry, it seems most prudent to regard the general class of claims for therapeutic efficacy of subliminal audio content as lacking in empirical foundation. Shade. <laughs> That's major shade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're just confirming that it's, if you want to do it, this is a supplement that you will swallow and piss out with no actual actual benefit besides the fact that you want to to go through the process. So let's go into the business model. You say you've got cassette tapes and is this essentially a delivery service? 
there's no way to access this online. You're going for a full retro pre-1991 style of business. Yes. Would you be able to give me a summary of your business model from start to finish? Okay, so uh, we finished recording this episode. I put it out into the world. We get cash injection. Yeah. I contact every single distribution company and production house and streaming service. And I say, hi, would you like more people to watch your show? If they say no, that's it. If they say yes, I'm What happens to the cash injection? It goes towards... Travel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to find Deborah Beaton. I swear, I'm going to find... Anyway. Money well spent. Yeah, I also went to the county where she's born. uh, Just outside Bath. But you digress. Yeah, digress. Um, And then basically, I own the IP of the mailing list of people and the cassette technology and... You own cassette tape technology. Okay, no, let me rephrase that. Okay, so I, I know how to do these affirmations. I've done research. Um, I know... I'll wait to hear that. Okay, <laughs> we can do that later. Um, I know how to find royalty-free music online and royalty-free nature sounds, which is what these tapes were scored to, and combine them all in Cubase 5. Because all I need to do, basically, is just label the tape a hand, Handmaid's Tale and then put whatever I want, really... But I think my affirmations are going to be more upfront about like, you know, watch Handmaid's Tale. It's really good. Everyone's watching it. And then 40 minutes of that. um, And then they're going to pay me like a percentage. um, And then other companies are going to be like, wow, there's been a spike of people watching Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tales. Handmaid's Tales. It must be because of this new um, boutique service out of Cape Town. Yes. And then more people are going to come on. And then, yeah, we get a bigger subscriber list. The tapes get delivered to you. Uh, You listen to them for a month and then you return them free of charge for a new one. And then all you have to pay for is like a subscription or something. Maybe tip the delivery man. You tip the delivery man. And then can we do the thing where you have like a a fairy godmother sit next to you and then switch the tapes while you sleep? An old lady who lets herself into your house or flat switches it on sits sits down in the corner in the dark waits 40 minutes exactly yeah that switches and tucks you in that is luxury yeah so so you're looking to build out a expansive library and as you mentioned every single series ever made yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna ask every single place and then it's up to them i imagine the really obscure ones will just not respond or don't have websites anymore um people would would go to what's the website name again Series, sorry, Martin Series Recommender Subliminal Self-Help Audio Tapes.biz. They go there, they find the TV series that they feel like they need to start watching, select it, put an order through, and then it gets delivered. Exactly. It gets delivered to your door, you open it up, and then you put it in, depending if you get the X version, then the Isabel Jones type godmother comes, sits next to you, and then tucks you in, chats you for a bit, and then plays the tape for you. What, what would she say? I am a stranger in your house. Hello, I am uh, Isabel Jones impersonator, and I'm here to play you Martin's subliminal, oh, fuck, series recommender, subliminal self-help audio tapes for Handmaid's Tales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that's it. So that's the business model. That adds up. Um, so let's let's go through a couple examples of recent series that would be available like, what, what would be the heavy hitters up front that you think will have high demand? 
Okay, you probably thought I would not know what is a, a recent trending series right now. And so far, you thought I, I dug deep when I brought out Handsmaid's Tales. But I've actually <laughs> done research. Uh, I went to um, Esquire.com to find the nine best series of 2018. For, for men who wear suits. <clears throat> Number nine, Queer Eye. Really good. You and I have watched the whole of season one. Do you know season two has been renewed? Yeah, yeah, we can even watch one later today. Are you serious? Yeah, what's up? Okay. Um, the Good Place with Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. High Maintenance. Mm-hmm. The Good Fight. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with The Good Place with Ted Danson. <laughs> Wild Wild Country. Barry. I know where your mind's going, but unfortunately, no. <laughs> Killing Eve. Okay. The Assassination of Gianni Versace. I didn't know he was assassinated. And then Atlanta, which I've I've seen quite a few episodes and highly recommend. It's outstanding. So you've you've gone onto the internet and you found nine TV series that are contemporary and have been made in the last year. Yes. I, I, can I applaud you for? <laughs> yes, please. And the fact that I've watched two of those. Come on, that's pretty good. Okay, so you you're the right man for the job. I'm I'm here. So you've you've run through the the business model in broad terms, but I want to get a, a bit of a clearer idea of how the the business will function internally. Let's just say you get your first 1,000 subscribers, there's high demand, you need to get off the ground next week. Who are you going to bring in? How many people do you think you need? I'm imagining you need uh, researchers, you'd need uh, writers, uh, voice voiceover artists, uh, delivery people. Um, so so run run me through a process of creating one of these tapes. Okay, so after I get the go-ahead from Netflix. Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers. They're like, can you do one of any of these by Warner Brothers? No idea. Just go with uh, Handsmaid's Tales. Okay, uh, Handsmaid's Tales. I guess, like, I have a lot of free time on my hands at the moment. Um, I could probably do all the the voiceover work. Okay, so this is a one man show. For... Well, well, look, I mean, I've 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 had a complex of my voice for a long time, mainly because of my brother. We used to play wrestling uh, on Nintendo sixty four, and when I was winning, I would just yeah, this this is going to turn into another feature of Shark Tank podcast where I talk very long about my life. Yeah, it's uh, very boring. Okay, uh, but basically, yeah, we're playing this wrestling game, and then um, a lot of it has to do with psychological. Uh, tests so like there's a lot of boasting and bragging while you're actually playing the game and i was beating him and i was just going like, oh he's in another headlock another headlock oh here comes the sleeper hold and then he he said once i'll never forget this he goes carry on talking martin with that sweet sweet voice and he's obviously being sarcastic but like he now says my voice is quite soothing like he says he once heard it through a door and it was really soothing so this has given you the confidence to single-handedly voice over the entire business of every single series in a subliminal tape style. Yes. Hmm. Okay. So, but but to answer my question, if if you're gonna get this show on the road, your your answer is I'm gonna do it all myself. Who would be the second employee then? You. <laughs> I'm not gonna work for you. Why not? I don't know what, what would I do? Again. What would I do? You tell me Del- what things are current boy. and trending. You you got your finger on the pulse of everything that's researcher. Good. I'll go to Esquire.com every week. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess the, the Isabel Jones people is important. Researchers are important. You need a squad of grannies to go to people's houses and press play on a cassette tape. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe the grannies could bring the tape players in because 90% of people don't have cassette tape players in their bedrooms. At the yeah, that is something we need to chat about because I imagine going to Moulton Market, there is a finite amount of these cassette tape players that yeah. also work. You could clean out Moulton Market every week, just walk in there. They see your car pull up and they come up to you. Got a new one for you. Uh, but yeah, if this is affirmation. Okay, are, are you going to gift me with some examples of what, what we can expect to hear? I don't know if we're there yet. I'm just very excited. Look, I haven't given much thought, but I think I can knock out a good promo for any of these shows that you mentioned or that I'm watching. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the affirmation just apparently needs to say this. I found quite interesting is you have to say, Keep it positive, keep it in the present, keep it in the first person. Is that what you actually say or is that a, a thing to think that's about? That's what when all you these start? tapes in the 80s apparently said. Like, did you feel me activate your uh, uh, sensory stimuli when I said that? No. I mean, yes, maybe. Okay. okay. Placebo. So if if we were to go beyond just the the one-man show of, of Martin creating an entire library of cassette tapes for every single series ever made... I, I imagine you wouldn't be able to do that on your own steam. If you want, if you were to expand the service, if I have so much free time right now, but I was thinking in terms of the, <laughs> the, the, the customer experience, maybe some people would want different voices or voices that they relate to in some way. And I'm thinking like that time gone by when people had GPSs in their car and then you could have like celebrities I think Stephen Fry was a really popular one. Oh, I love his Harry Potter audiobooks. They're really good. Can can you do a Stephen Fry impression that says, turn left at the circle, head northeast. Turn left of the circle, turn east. No? Perfect Stephen Fry. Wait, I wrote, so, if, I, I, so if you couldn't actually get the celebrities, you could still do all the voice recordings, but maybe do additions where you are impersonating Stephen Fry. Are you suggesting I so get you, the actual celebrities or I do impersonations of the celebrities? From from the way you're pitching your business model, it sounds like you're going to be okay. doing a lot well, of this before, yourself. Before we get ahead of ourselves, can I just list the impersonations I know I can do okay? Okay, so so, so this, is, this is you knowing that you can put out some of these subliminal tapes under different voices. Yeah. So it'll be in brackets, Hands Made's Tales, in brackets, Stephen then, Fry. Well, no, I don't think that was a good Stephen Fry. Okay, what, like, are, what are your goodies? Okay, from from what I've been told, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Okay. I get no respect. Well, for the, for the purposes <laughs> of the subliminal tapes, you wouldn't be saying that necessarily. You get so much respect. There we go. Okay. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Jafar? Nailed it. Uh, Sebastian the Crab from Little no, Mermaid? Next. <laughs> okay. uh, Barry Mace. Celebrity within certain circles of Seapoint? He might be a celebrity one day. God willing. <laughs> Cash injection willing. Although he seems pretty keen to do his own stunts, so he might just insist on doing it himself. I mean, well, we could finally do this roleplay if you want, as one of those options. Just tell me what show you want me to pitch, and then I can I can do it. Um, I want Roger Dangerfield pitching. <laughs> okay. Pitching 
Um, let's have a look. Roger Dangerfield doing Queer Eye. Okay. Um, I'm going to do what I did with the Barry impression. I'm going to put in royalty-free sounds and stuff, and that's happening now. Okay. Okay, needs to start with affirmation. Keep it positive. Keep... Uh, what's the deal? No, that's Jerry Seinfeld. <clears throat> Keep it positive. Keep it in the present. Keep it in the first poison. Oof. Okay. Uh, queer eye for the straight guy. Really good. Watch it. There's a guy who does cooking. Uh, he released a cookbook, but in the show he does nothing. Uh, then there's a cool guy from... Uh... Is it Newcastle? Tan? What's his name? The beautiful man with the grey hair? Go with Tan. Tan is my favorite one. He's so good, but there's so many more. Uh... With, with this sort of food, you pray after you eat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, I love it. I'm cool. sold. Alright. So, so you're going to do that for... 40 minutes. Just improv, yeah. <laughs> improv. But this is the thing. I think only the first five minutes has to be actual stuff to do with the show. But, like, I'll make sure that my grands, like, make sure they're asleep so that the rest of the time I can just be, like, scatting and stuff, you know? <laughs> Boopity boop, boop. Because this is the thing. Like, when they listen to these tapes when you're conscious, there's Skip, no verbal affirmations to do with actually convincing you to improve your memory. Can you do Rodney Dangerfield doing that Kanye West rap uh, scoopity poop? Do you know that? Do you know? Are you of familiar with that it? Of course I do. <laughs> uh, okay. Scoopity poop. Poopity scoop. Scoopity poopity poop. So, so you could you could fill in a good twenty minutes with just doing uh, Kanye <laughs> yeah. scat. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna cut to the one big problematic question here. the The reality is we, we've we've previously established that this product is essentially a placebo and we all know what happened to the subliminal tapes in the previous generation. Obviously people have gone on with their lives and forgotten it and there is an opportunity to get in there. How long do you think you can keep the scam up before people realize that it is doing no, no good for them? <laughs> and would you have to destroy this podcast if we actually do get funding? I mean, the way I, the way I look at it is most self-help books people know, you know, are, are a bit of bollocks, but it's maybe the act of going to exclusives and paying 210 Rand for the book and then reading the first chapter and then being like, wow, I feel much better. Maybe it's that that is making the difference. So it's people who, who want to get to where you're going either way and you're just... I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's still a placebo, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a scam. And I'd hate to, you know, delete this episode because, you know, I think there's some good impressions that I did in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to to give this thing some real potential, I think it, it, it does need a little bit of help. Um, I have a couple of interesting directions you can take it in. Um, if you're going to be working with these producers and these uh, distributors, you know, the Netflixes and the Sonys and the Universals, one of the things you could do is no matter what someone orders, you label it, okay, here's your handsmaid's tales or whatever, but the distributors actually just want to hard sell Jerry Seinfeld because they're not paying to, to make any new product. They just want people to rewatch Seinfeld. So people think that they're getting into handsmaid's tales, but then like three minutes in oh, or four minutes really in, you just, you just get a hard Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. In. Is this an invitation to do it? Yes. Okay, so it starts off, 
Watch Handsmaid's Tales. Such a good show. Everybody's watching it. Hey! Rodney Dangerfield. Sorry, Roger Dangerfield. And then Isabel Jones vibe waits for them to make sure they fall asleep, and then it's just hard sell, like, Hey, what's Seinfeld? Kramer! Wait, George Costanza. George Costanza eats out of bins. What's the deal with clothes? Uh, <laughs> it's a show about nothing. Yeah, so it'll essentially be a placebo with a scam built into it. Yeah. So this would be a scandal within a scandal. I mean, when the news breaks, you're going to have to leave the country. Your, your, your reputation will be in tatters. <laughs> the only tricky thing I'm seeing now with that suggestion is that it would need the subliminal stuff to actually work. You know, like, sure, you know that you're going to wake up more into Handsmaid's Tales, but then the hard sell of Jerry Seinfeld or Roger Dangerfield, whatever that voice was, selling Seinfeld has to work to some degree. So that's where I'm not sure it's going to work. I mean, like, you're going to wake up and go, what's the deal with cereal? <laughs> Yeah, they're going to be like, I can't wait to, to, to polish off this this hands. Um, but then I also want to watch Seinfeld. So it, this technology needs to work, basically. And I think it didn't work because they were just normal affirmations and music. But I'm thinking if you actually do a hard sell, which is how my tapes differ to the ones from the 80s, it might be less of a scam yeah. or placebo. Well, it's a step in the right direction. No um, soup for you. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> That was my impression of uh, Kramer bursting through the door after just masturbating. Uh, okay, so what? one more idea I had. Um, are you familiar with ASMR? <laughs> I, I, I came across it probably not how one should traditionally come across it, but then I did find out it was quite like a, a highbrow thing that people listen to while they work, and like it's not something to be ashamed of. It's it's only as weird as you make it out to be, but the logic is it's just uh, people talking really softly into the microphone and people get a certain enjoyment out of listening to that soft it's, spoken It's auto-sensory voice. something response? Exactly. Okay. Nailed it. But but that actually works apparently. So you're suggesting I to, to sell the Seinfeld, I do ASMR to further increase the chances of it actually getting this the subliminal sensory stimuli to work and then you can also throw the entire subliminal thing out the window and just create a service of asmr that just promotes tv shows that you listen to while you sleep or just you know at work whatever okay roger dangerfield just whispering <laughs> hey you get all the respect <laughs> But this is a problem now. Is is there not enough people recommending ASMR to people already and it's just going to fall into the podcast arena and the series arena and all these other things? Hmm. Oh, but you're still doing... So you still want to do cassettes but ASMR? Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm going to try to be positive here, but I think this is probably your your, your loosest idea yet. Not good. It's a it's a two point nine. A two point nine <laughs> below three. I fucked up. <laughs> Didn't do good. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> I can't help it. I I I I would suggest uh, doing a grassroots campaign where you do boutique tapes for your friends and see if the popularity grows organically from there. And obviously, this would be a bootleg situation before you reach out to the major distributors. I don't think this is a bankable idea yet. 
Okay. Well, I really appreciate the the honesty. Um can can I can I hassle you for some more um demos? Of course, yeah. Can I do an ASMR version of the Shark Tank cassette? Okay, so so just to be clear, we we are now doing a cassette tape that is going to be ASMR and it's going to be promoting the Shark Tank podcast for people yeah. who want to listen to it. Yes. Okay. Wait, should That's we wrap up? Because I need to turn the mic up a lot and uh, I obviously need to take a break. Should we just wrap up the show and yeah. then I'll go into it as like a bonus feature? So that's it for this episode of the Shark Dank podcast. Uh, as we've mentioned before, if you like the idea, you can uh, DM us and just write the number of thousands of rands you want to give us. And the benchmark we'll, is 100k, I think. 100k is yeah. just, uh, it's, it's a... It's a small asking fee. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll send you bank details and we'll we'll get this thing off the ground. And yeah, thank you so much for listening and thank you to Rousseau Nell for the music. Hugh, do you want to give a little teaser of uh, what we're doing next week? Next week is actually our season finale. We are going to be doing speed rounds. I'm not going to say that they're the B-sides and rarities, but there there's some wild cards in there. And I think we'll, we'll have a lot of fun with them. Uh, and if you enjoyed listening to the show, really appreciate uh, sharing the podcast with friends, letting people know that this exists and growing the audience for us. Yes, and that's it from me, Martin Mitzabata. And me, Hugh Upshur. What's the deal with... I get no respect. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a double whammy, I like it.
I, I should have never eaten that upside down cake.